0: Thank <music> you. What is going on, everybody? You know who it is, it's Drew. And I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 41.1. And we are continuing our trek through Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. And tonight I have with me Matt. Hello. And yeah, we're going to get down to business.
1: Um, yeah, we're getting into the meat of it.
0: Yeah, we're, we're we're starting we're starting to get into a, a lot of stuff here. So, it, truth be told, it, it feels not much story. You, you know what I mean? Um, it feels like okay, you, you've made it here. Now, now you need to go here. It feels a lot like Snake Eater in that sense.
1: Yeah, and some of that was probably intentional. Yeah, and some of it was uh, intentional down because it's on the PSP.
0: Yeah, um, it, it, such a. This is such a interesting game to take on because it's it it just feels so much different from anything that we've had so far, um, and I think it's a welcome change for me at least, um, for the most part. But I, I do wish there was a little bit more story involved, uh, which we'll get into a little bit. This time, um, but it it still feels kind of mild compared to the other Metal Gears.
1: Yeah. Do you mean more story or more like craziness? Yeah. Both.
0: Well, we 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 do get in a little bit of crazy coming up. So uh, when we left off, uh, Snake had defeated the pupa, and pupa. Uh, is it pupa? Yeah. Okay. Pupa.
1: It's like a like a butterfly transformation. Got a chrysalis a pupa.
0: Ah, gotcha. Look at you, Mr. Science over there. Um, I you know I'm just sticking with the tradition of me always mispronouncing everything.
1: It so. does make it sound nice and comical though.
0: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, we we beat the first unmanned AI tank thing i don't know they they don't have a name for these machines you know like how we've always had a a a, a unit to fight you know like the the foxhound unit or the the beauty and the beast core or you know the dead cell unit uh, and then this one there's they're just you know hey, here's your here's your next fight it's a machine so but we beat it and uh we recruited Huey to the uh to the army. I dropped him in my research and development team. And we need to travel to Dr. Strange Loves. Dr. Strange Loves. Yeah, Strange that's, that's that's right. Dr. Strange Loves <laughs> lab, uh which is housed in a Old Mayan temple, interestingly enough,
1: yeah, you'd think it would be a little awkward with all the power cables running into a Mayan temple,
0: yeah, <laughs> so snake has to travel uh, pretty far actually, I think it's I think he said close to about ten miles, right,
1: yeah, something like that,
0: and um he uh goes via horseback part of the way. And uh, unfortunately, the ho- uh, the horse is scared off by a um, another one of the unmanned AI machines, the Crystallis, the one that's been flying around singing the entire time.
1: Yeah, so, kind of creepy.
0: Kinda, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's it, it. I was talking to it on Twitter with Jamie. Was um. It's the song that Sonny used to hum in Metal Gear Solid Four. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just redone with robot voice. Hmm. It's weird. I don't know why they they made them that way, but um, so yeah, Snake, uh, he, he's he's almost seen by the um by the machine, but uh. The horse ran off and it flew away. So now Snake has to travel on foot. And uh, he runs into... I'm looking at the wiki. And the wiki says, Airstrike. And uh, he comes into uh, a boss fight with a hind a, not a hind D, but a hind A um, helicopter, along with a bunch of the the more elite units. So we get another boss fight. Um, and in this one, I do have to say that I damaged the hind enough to where the captain, for some reason, decided to stick his head out the window.
1: So hey, you're shooting rockets at me. What's all the ruckus out there? <laughs>
0: And so he sticks his head out the window and I'm able to pull out my 22 caliber tranquilizer gun, shoot him in the head enough times to where he doesn't crash the plane. He gently lands it right next to Snake. So now I have a nice helicopter and a captain on my side. Kind of ridiculous, but okay.
1: Yeah, again, in, in portable ops, they made the show at least once of you converting them here, mm-hmm. like it doesn't make any sense that this captain would automatically start working for you. And I mean there's a little bit of you know, they could be unruly so you could send them to the brig, but maybe if it were more realistic they should all spend a week in the brig before they <laughs> decide to help out the rest of the MSF.
0: <laughs> that that may be true. Um and as as I have done with pretty much every Metal Gear so far, I tell you, ah fuck it's a game. You know. Yeah, it's just a game. It's, it's a game,
1: and again, it is so much more streamlined and so much easier to recruit people in this one that I'm okay with it. Just don't go back to making me drag them half a mile before I recruit them.
0: Right. So when we get a few miles away from the um, the laboratory itself, Snake runs into a uh, distressed woman who is uh, laying next to a tree. She is um, a, both exhausted and a little wounded. Um, and this woman name his name is, is it Cecil? Cecil. Cecil. Yeah. Me with my pronunciations, I just I actually, um, pronounced uh the main protagonist of Final Fantasy uh four. For the longest time, I thought his name was Cecil, but. It's actually Cecil, and I was I was kind of blown away whenever I first heard that because I've I've always known him as Cecil.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but uh, Cecile, uh, oh my god! Uh, I I can't even pronounce that last name. Fuck it! I, I can't pronounce regular stuff, let alone foreign names. Um, so Cecile is a French bird watcher because I can't pronounce ornithologist. I think I may have just pronounced it correctly.
1: Yep. Sounds good to me. Uh, and she. Neither uh, can snake. We'll you, see. So you're probably okay.
0: That's true. <laughs> snake is still going with the whole, I'm a bird watcher too. <laughs> see my camera. It's
1: like nobody.
0: Yeah. See my camera next to my machine gun <laughs> and rocket launcher. <laughs> Also, just ignore I lost an eye to a bird. I don't know. Vicious. <laughs> Vicious fucking bird. The pelican. Uh but uh she's there and uh she uh tells Snake that she was able to escape um being held captive at the laboratory itself. Um she had arrived in Costa Rica a week earlier to, to observe birds and um that's when the mil- this military group came in and they they pretty much just took everybody they found um and they took her and stripped her of everything uh and kept her blindfolded and but she remembers hearing a woman's voice um well she actually remembers hearing two women's voices uh one of them uh was walking around and actually helped bathe her and stuff uh while she was there and um She was able to make her escape, but here, here's, where, here's where it gets kind of fuzzy for me. Because she had a key card. Does she use a key card to get in the place, or does she use a key card to get out of it? Um, because, would... so, so where did she get the key card to begin with?
1: Stole it and then left?
0: But then why does she still have it on her?
1: Good
0: question. Okay. Let me take a look at this. While traveling through the ruins, Snake found a distressed woman resting by a tree who became startled by his sudden appearance. Snake reassured the French woman, uh, Cecile, uh, that she would not, that he would not harm her and offered her, um, a mate, I guess is how you pronounce that. Um, having visited Costa Rica a week earlier to observe the native quetzal. um, Cecile had
1: accidentally. We'll get back to the
0: Yeah, we'll get back to the Ketzel. Um, Cecile had accidentally recorded voices of two women conducting a test exercise with her portable cassette player. She had subsequently been captured by armed soldiers, then blindfolded and imprisoned, though she said she was well cared for by one of the women she had previously overheard stealing an ID card. She had recently escaped into the jungle before succumbing to exhaustion, barefoot and with no supplies, Realizing she must be Paz's lost friend, uh, whose tape was in the MSF possession, Snake had her transported back to the mother base via Fulton Recovery, where she could easily either stay and help or return home. She stole an ID card to escape. Yep.
1: Must have lost it on She, she must
0: have lost it. I don't know. It, I can't remember. So, um, well, what I just said was um so she is the one who recorded what Snake heard originally, which was uh the the one the the most important thing was the boss's voice. So he sends her back to the um back to the home base and he continues on uh to the the entry gate, which is the next chapter here or the next section, uh to the laboratory. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the ID card that Huey gave Snake, he it doesn't work. It it he apparently the the ID has been changed. Uh, so he contacts uh, Cecile again and asks her what happened to the card. She said, "Well, I, I'm guessing some, she dropped it or something," and but she remembers it though. She remembers. Who got it? It was a guy with a orange vest on. I don't fucking know. Maybe she dropped it and then she turned around and saw a guy with an orange vest, but get it. I don't know. And it's in an area where the Quetzal is. I I can't make sense of it, but whatever. So what she tells us is that in order for us to find her ID card... To get into the lab, we have to find a soldier wearing an orange vest. uh, And we will know we're in the correct area because it was an area where you could hear the Quetzal bird singing. And then she she does the Quetzal call. So that way we know what it sounds like. And I'll be honest with you, it took me a while to find this guy.
1: See... My problem with this mission is why would you say here's what this bird sounds like the card is held by a man near where the bird call is happening uh-huh and also he's wearing a bright orange vest okay which of those two things is easier to find um, one bird call in 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 a jungle or a guy in a, the only guy in a bright orange vest yeah that's true so what is the point of I mean, I guess the bright orange vest makes it easier, but then what's the point of the bird call? Because it's far harder to find somebody based on a bird call than it is the bright orange vest.
0: No, that may be true, but I don't know. And apparently it that that guy spawns in random spots.
1: Yeah, I I actually turned the game off one day because I had gone all the way back to the very first area and found him got the key card, I was running back, and everybody passing the guy on the left is asleep, passing the guy on the right to sleep, and I'm just trucking all the way back. And then all of a sudden, a sniper gets up and shoots me in am dead. Because <laughs> I, I still had my Fulton recovery equipped and not my...
0: Holy shit, dude. That gets me so many fucking times.
1: Yeah, me too. Oh, God. It's and- so
0: fucking annoying.
1: I laugh at myself, though. I mean, it's my fault for not having the ration equipped. It's not like the game was cheap, but... I had just searched every single area in this board to find the guy with the orange vest. Finally found him, and like actually, I was ninety percent done with this level. I was just running towards the exit and died. And I was like, "Nope, I can't do this again today. I'll play it tomorrow." (laughs) And then he was actually in a different spot the second second time I played it.
0: Yeah, so that that was the thing was like I ran around the 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 first like three areas, and I never checked the the last the, the beginning area. And I was like, what the fuck? So I just paused the game and just and looked it up and it was like, oh, he spawns in, in random places. So I was like, I gotta go back to the fucking starting area. And sure enough, there he is in the fucking starting area.
1: Yep. The second time he was in the, the chopper fight arena.
0: Ah, I gotcha. So um we get the new key card and we run back to the the Mayan temple. And we are confronted uh by a woman. Uh, Dr. Strangelove, and this woman—it's well, strange, uh, most certainly—but she knows exactly who Snake is. Yep, and she also—I
1: know what you did ten years ago.
0: Yeah, she, she's she's totally like I know what you did last summer. Uh, she's you know she is holding Snake responsible for pretty much everything that happened in the uh in operation snake eater uh which truth be told snake did sh- kill her um but she she obviously knew the boss i'm guessing
1: yeah i mean it sounded like she said she was in the same position snake was in yeah like the boss trained her
0: maybe it it could have been um but she goes on a gigantic rant about how everything is snake's fault. And, uh, you know, he took her away from her and how dare you, you know, and, 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 but snake is also in denial because he knows the truth of what really happened. But he tells her straight up, he says, no, she betrayed her country and I was sent there to kill her. And I was carrying out my mission when Snake knows for a fact that's not true at all
1: yeah I thought that was a little strange
0: um which still kind of touch on that a little bit toward the end of this little chapter um and then of course she's all like hey, you know the fucking truth you know, and you, you killed a woman that you loved and your mentor and you're a piece of fucking shit But she's basically like, come on in. I got something to show you. And uh, we go inside the laboratory itself. And there is a gigantic AI brain. Much like the pods. Yeah. uh, That are on these uh, unmanned AI machines. and um when he walks up to it it automatically recognizes him and it speaks with the boss the boss's the boss's voice it knows snake by she calls him jack but that was just a nickname for him um and snake is he's he's kind of flabbergasted. He doesn't know what to do. He he's like, is this fucking real? And she goes on to explain that what she has done is basically taken all the information that she could think of and all the information that she could find on the boss and imprinted it into a computer program that now thinks, acts, and believes it is the boss.
1: She does say here why that was done also, right?
0: Uh I think so. The because yeah I, we, I thought
1: led into why she did it was
0: Yeah. But she well let's go back to the, the wiki. Whole- is it's bad because I've never played this game like fully before. I've I've seen this part before. I've made it to here before. Um, but I, I don't remember it. So we have to we have to do that. Um there's another important fact that I'm gonna touch on here while I'm reading this that I, I forgot to mention. Uh later Miller informed Snake that the tape back at Mother Base was indeed Cecile's so that tape that Snake heard with the boss's voice was Cecile's, but discovered that she had never, ever met Paz. Uh, choosing to settle the matter later, Snake gained access to the uh, grounds of the research facility, uh, where he encountered a white uh, Andalajan horse. Okay, I can't remember. He, he encountered a horse, which looked kind of like the boss's horse. Uh, same breed, which belonged to the boss. What's that?
1: Because it was a white horse?
0: It was a type of horse. It was a white Andalusian horse.
1: Uh,
0: uh, let's see here. Confronted by a woman in a red coat and sunglasses, Snake correctly identifies her as Dr. Strange Love, who accused him of coming to destroy her research. Strange Love had held had. Strange Love held a great deal of resentment towards Snake due to his assassination of the boss ten years earlier. She had been waiting to meet her killer, who had chosen loyalty to a shadowy country over the mentor that had made him who he was. Feeling abandoned after the boss's death, Strange Love was desperate to learn the answers from the woman she had once loved, And she had attempted to bring her back to life in the form of the AI she was currently developing. Though he remained suspicious of her intentions, Snake was intrigued by her knowledge of the boss and followed her into the lab. There, he was presented with a cylinder shelled encased AI known as the Mammal Pod. Uh, Mammal Pod? Mammal Pod? Uh, in return for her participation in the Peace Walker Project, Strangelove had demanded that the CIA grant her access to all information regarding the boss, her personal story, military records, physiological data, correspondence, uh, files on every single operation she had participated in, every decision she had ever made, and every emotion she had ever felt during her lifetime, which I'm pretty sure they don't keep records of that. Um, <laughs> Believing the boss to be the finest rational mind with which the model, the mad base AI, Strangelove knew that it would be capable of selecting the most suitable targets for nuclear retaliation, however painful the decision might be. However, her true goal was clear, the boss's name. By learning why the legendary hero was forced to betray her country, and why she had been killed by her most beloved disciple. Snake denied wanting to know the boss's last will, calling her a traitor, to which Strange Love challenged him to destroy the AI and extinguish her noble soul once more. Beckoned by the voice of the boss, Snake entered the AI pod, though he was unable to destroy it due to the AI's haunting words, forcing him to recall the past at the, in, in Snake Eater, I don't know the name of that place, before passing out so she is obsessed with the boss. Dr. Strangelove is obsessed with the boss. She wants to know what boss's final will is, um, much like how the Patriots originally wanted to do. They wanted to build a world that was the ideal world for the boss. And um, she's basically confronting Snake about it. Uh, So she kind of killed two birds with one stone trying to figure out the the best uh, AI program to use for this whole nuclear deterrence thing, which would be the boss. And at the same time, she's wanting to resurrect the boss using AI technology.
1: So maybe I missed this, but did they explain that weird little scene where she was like sniffing flakes of something? Excuse Go ahead. I was just saying. Then she had snake sniff it before going in.
0: Uh, they didn't explain anything. She did say that it was snuff. Do Sorry. you do you know what snuff is?
1: Is that not just like chewing tobacco?
0: I'm pretty sure it's just like dipping tobacco. Um, I've never seen anybody snort it up their nose before. Yeah. You want a weird, Matt? Here you go. You got fucking weird. We're snorting tobacco up our noses. Which let's get into that real quick. As anti-smoking, um, in Metal Gear Solid Four was fucking everybody smokes in this game. Yeah. Everybody, even Huey, he uses a vaporizer. Which didn't even exist in '74, or these flying fucking AI things, whatever. You know, that, it, it's a fucking game.
1: <laughs> written but, off.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. She's she's snorting snuff up her nose, and Snake does it too. Yeah, there actually. There's a picture right here of, of him, like storting snuff off of her hand, maybe that will come back maybe that's a hallucinogen drug or something that he took and that's why he's going nuts that's why he has visions of of snake eater who yeah. knows I don't know they they don't mention it in the in the wiki here so um snake goes into the pod itself and is to trying to destroy the boss's AI. Um, but he can't and he passes out and has a vision of when he was in his final confrontation with the boss. And we get a couple of little cutscenes where we have to you know, hit, hit R one. And it was actually a bunch of shit we had to hit. Um, I actually failed and it, it reversed time for a second and had to do it again. It's like it rewound it. That's I, sh- I should I should mention. Uh, rewind is a term we use for a ancient thing called a VCR. To all the kids out there.
1: Oh, you mean a VHS player?
0: Yeah, VHS player. I always called them VCRs.
1: No, I have too. I just I find it funny when people call them VHS players.
0: That's stupid. It's a fucking VCR.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know, but people I think are so used to the term DVD player.
0: What did what did VCR? What does VCR stand for? Video recording.
1: Video cassette recording.
0: Video Okay. Video cassette recorder, maybe. Yeah, I don't know what you would call a DVD player other than a DVD player.
1: Video cassette recorder.
0: Okay. You can't record a DVD on a DVD player. So I guess it is just a DVD player. I don't know. We just call the radios boomboxes. So. But
1: not all radios,
0: right? Not all radios. It had to have the base, you know, and it had to have all the dials and stuff. And when you carried one, you had to put it on your shoulder. <laughs> That's a boombox. So enough for the history lesson.
1: <laughs> Since been replaced by cell phones.
0: Yeah, everything has now. That's the thing. Like, you remember when iPods used to be around? Who fucking uses an iPod anymore? And that was only like five years ago.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Now everything's your phone. Crazy. (sighs) Guns of the Patriots, man, it's real.
1: There's a Walkman in this game.
0: There's
1: (laughs) this conversation.
0: Yeah, they they keep going into it. They have they they've always had a Sony device in every single Metal Gear. It seems like since like Metal Gear Solid one.
1: Yeah.
0: And um. Yeah. He had an iPod in four. He had a, a a a Walkman in this, and I'm pretty sure he has like a Discman in five. Cause it takes place in the eighties, and I'm well, they didn't have like portable disc players back then, but CDs did exist then. I'm sure. I do sure Hughie could come up with one. I'm sure Huey could. He came up with a uh, electronic cigar. Because I've seen yeah. that. I've seen that in the trailers.
1: Well before this time.
0: No, yeah. So uh, when Snake wakes up from his fever dream, his snuff dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh. He has to fight uh, the chrysalis. Is that how I'm am I pronouncing that one right, Matt?
1: Yep, that sounds perfect.
0: Mr. Punctuation. Um, and uh, this one is the flying one, the one that we, that's been chasing us around this entire time. And uh, so this is the next boss fight. Um I honestly had zero issues with this. In fact, I will say I fucking S-ranked this fight. Oh, nice. Which I didn't realize. I mean, I I have yet to I mean, I've I've S-ranked like the the optional missions before, but I've never done like a main mission where I, I got like the S rank and it like it plays like different music and it gives you a shit ton of heroism points. Yeah. Um, which I still don't know what the fuck heroism does. Except oh your heroism has went up. More people are just, you know, volunteering for your army. That may be it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen anybody directly volunteer because of my heroism, as far as I can tell.
0: I, I have though. I've had like two or three guys. Oh and, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And like uh, it's um it it like uh Kyle's will come on the radio he said, "While you were out, a couple people come and volunteered." He said, "It looks like uh, uh, your heroism is spreading."
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: you know. I'm like, okay. You've been killing too many guys, man.
1: No, man, I've killed like six guys in this whole game.
0: <laughs> Get good. I don't know. <laughs> uh, did you have any issues with this fight at all?
1: Uh well I, this is the fight that I'm on I didn't actually finish it yet I got to it
0: Such a slacker yeah.
1: I fought him once and died oh you did die yeah
0: um but yeah I I had no issues um I had two rocket two two different types of
1: rocket launchers
0: and that made short work of it
1: mm. did you bring both I only brought the one
0: I brought both. No need, no need for a tranquilizer gun because there's no there's no guys around that I can knock out.
1: Yeah,
0: gotta go prepared, man. And uh, I guess. And uh, when I when I took it out, jumped into the pod and pulled out everything that I could. So here's here's the interesting thing that they don't necessarily tell you until after this fight. Um, you you when you when you go into the pod and you do the whole pulling out the um. The the data cores or data discs or whatever. Um, you're pulling out certain ones that you're going to use on your own Metal Gear. And if you notice, they're all kind of like color coordinated, and they're they're all designed for a certain part: the legs, the 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 brain, all the, all the different parts depending on what you shoot and damage while you're fighting it is dependent, dependent on how many will show up when you're in that section. So always hitting the pod while it does decent damage. Don't do that. Aim for the body parts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because the more damage you do, the more option, the more um, parts you can pull from it. Just like in a monster hunter game. You can cut off its tail and then you can get its tail part. You know, it, it's kind of it's kinda it, it kind of works out that way. So I was able to beat it, pulled out the parts, and now I have legs for a metal gear. That's about it.
1: So this is where we can sort of co op it a bit.
0: Yeah. You you can co op pretty much every mission in this game and you can replay missions.
1: We can keep pulling parts if we do it. Absolutely. Nice.
0: So you can fight. You can do this fight multiple times and and grab as many parts as you want. Um, you can do in all the missions again if you want to. So if you wanted to stockpile on uh on soldiers and stuff like that, you could just go, re- go and redo missions and just knock a bunch of guys out.
1: Yeah, that I've that I've done a few times.
0: Yeah. Um. Have you been sending guys off to uh to do missions on their own yet?
1: Yeah, I'm actually I'm up to uh three teams. So I've got my alpha, my bravo, my Charlie, one with each uh each one has basically a you know, a tank or a helicopter along with what is it, seven other slots? Is there eight slots total? I think it's
0: eight yeah, eight slots total.
1: Yeah, so I've got one machine and seven guys in each of my three squads. So I, I send all three out between every mission.
0: Yeah, I got two teams that I just send out. Um, I've had a couple guys die.
1: Yeah, I've had one or two die and a whole lot get sent to infirmary.
0: Yeah. Um, but now my,
1: uh, my helicopter's a bit damaged. I'm wondering how long it's going to take. For that thing to repair, you don't have to do anything, right? Just you
0: have to remove it from the team,
1: right? But you don't have to actively repair it somehow.
0: No, no, it does it on its own. Um, but yeah, do that. You can also go and recruit guys. Since since it's the, we're playing the PS3 version, you you can't go to hotspots and 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 download guys. Uh, you can just go to the that option right there. And you just fight a guy that shows up, and he'll join your team.
1: Yeah, and that's nice that you can get what is it, three or four guys, and then all of a sudden it says I can't find any. Yeah, um, that's cool, but it's a long process to just fight one guy for him to join.
0: Yeah, because back whenever I played on the PSP, if you went to like a hotspot, like I don't know, like a McDonald's hotspot, you could get up to like five guys. That you could fight at the same time.
1: Yeah, and each different hotspot will give you different guys.
0: Yeah. It's cool. But uh this one kinda limited. I mean that's pretty much it for the story. Um after we beat it, the pod once again shoots off, goes somewhere, and um Kaz tells us it's okay. We we gotta go to the, the place where they're they're actually housing the 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 big the the big the big bad robot where they're housing fucking peace walker yes that's what it's called i mean it's not it's not a fucking spoiler the game's called peace walker um and we got to destroy it there and that's it no no big cut scene or anything like that i have no idea where strange love went
1: yeah i have to do something strange
0: <laughs> lovingly uh, But yeah, it kind of a short one. Um, And we're going to do the next one in one episode. And I have a feeling it's going to be rather long.
1: Yeah, because we still have like half the game to play.
0: Yeah, we're about halfway through the game right now. I have a feeling we're halfway through the game. From what I understand, there's five chapters. Granted, the fifth chapter looks like it's just a boss fight. Um, Who knows? The, the, truth be told... It feels like I've played a lot of this game, but at the same time, I feel like I've done nothing.
1: Yeah, I I don't know how far into it you are. I'm about 10 hours in. I don't
0: Maybe I am.
1: I've spent a lot of time doing Mother Base stuff.
0: I have have spent a decent amount of time doing Mother Base stuff, but it feels like I haven't done that many missions. You know what I mean? Yeah, Which maybe there's not that many missions in this game.
1: Because some of the missions are, you know, the way it's broken down too, numerically it, it doesn't seem like there's that few. Like, oh yeah, there's like 20 missions. But each real mission is like broken down into getting there and then fighting the boss is two missions. Or getting someplace, finding the key card, then fighting a boss is three different missions. But that's really only one thing you did. So, yeah, realistically, it seems like you're doing a lot less even than the, the mission count total might tell you you've done.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's it, Like I said, this is a strange one. This is a strange game. I, I, I don't really know how to gauge it at all, you know, even by looking at a fact. I've looked at two different facts, and I'm like, okay, you're breaking this stuff down, but it doesn't look – it doesn't tell me if this is a long one or if this is a short one or if this is just a fucking boss fight, you know. Uh, it's, it's it's interesting how they're handling this stuff, but I don't know. I so far I'm I'm kind of enjoying this game. I mean I. I so I was going to say it for, at the end of this series. But out of all the Metal Gear games you've played so far, which one was probably your most enjoyable?
1: Are we talking first time or this? This time. The... Most enjoyable. It's kind of a broad term. Um, right now it would probably be two or four of the main games, but I'm not sure exactly where this one fits. It it i I enjoy what I'm doing, but I still feel like it's early in the sense that they haven't, you know, we're we're still getting new options, mother base options. Yeah. So I don't even feel like I've reached the main part of the game yet. I feel like I'm still in the extended tutorial.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know, I even got this option. I don't get. I didn't get an option. I just it randomly. Kaz said, "Oh man, we, we we have the ability to expand, like go to a hexagonal form or something like that." Yeah, He said, but we don't have enough GP for it. And I'm like, okay. But, I mean, I've made a shit ton of GP. And there is no... I'm, I'm waiting on an option to pop up. Say, go to the hexagonal form or something. I I, nothing's popping up. I don't know if that was just some random thing that he just says after a certain mission or what. So,
1: See, I thought he said that we we're we're already going to the hexagonal form. We just need more GMP to complete it. Okay. Maybe I yeah, it could be either one, I'm not sure.
0: GMP, I kept calling it GP. Gold points, gold pieces. <laughs> but um
1: You need a lot of Costa Rican gold.
0: Yeah. See that's that's I mean that's about it. Not much really going on with what we played, but it feels like I played a decent amount this week. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I played pretty much every day. I did too. But you know, you I might only have done two real missions, six or seven side missions, plus. I mean, I, I I don't know. It doesn't take that long, but I watch out all the. Is it the the outer missions, the ones that you just send troops to do? Yeah. So I, I watch all those play out with the stupid little back and forth. I've I've, I've officially started skipping that. Uh, I still like it. I might start skipping it soon, though.
0: It's too long. It takes too long. Especially whenever I watch my soldiers do dumb shit. Like, don't use a fucking pistol against a tank, but you do it anyway.
1: And then, then use your RPG against a guy that's already almost dead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> anyway. Um, so we do have an email. Uh, but also, I do want to mention this. I, I just received this, um, this tweet from Patrick, who's was a listener. Uh, And he asked me and Matt, have either of you seen or played this? I'm tempted to find a copy. And he sent a picture of a PSP title called Metal Gear Solid Digital Graphic Novel.
1: Yeah, actually, I have that somewhere.
0: I have never heard of this.
1: I played that. Watched it, whatever you want to call it. Okay. I have not. Man, that's a blast from the past. With all the Metal Gear we've talked about. I haven't thought about that in a long time.
0: I didn't know it existed. It is, the picture of it has Solid Snake, Liquid, and uh, Gray Fox as the Cyborg Ninja, so I'm guessing it's a retelling of Metal Gear Solid 1? Yeah. Okay. I think so. So a comic book based on that? I'd
1: fucking read that. Yep. Digitized version Little Gear Solid comic.
0: Was there an actual comic released about this? Hmm. And that's just like a compilation. Yeah, I mean,
1: well, it's a compilation, but with like sound effects and animations and stuff. Right. It's a lot like what they do here, where they kind of stretch things and and, and move pieces around. Right. Anyway, Blu-ray video version was included in the Metal Gear Solid, the legacy collection.
0: Okay, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm pretty sure I have that. No, I don't have the legacy collection. I have the, I have the, the Metal Gear Solid, the one that came with like a PS1 disc of one and PS2 discs of two and three kind of came remember what that was called. It might have just been like the Metal Gear Solid collection or something like that. I had it. Um, God. It was after 3 came out, but it, it was before the PS3 even came out.
1: All
0: right. But anyway, we do have an email. Uh, it comes from our friend Jamie. And um, she says, <clears throat> Hi, guys. Okay, I spoke too soon. I take it all back. Maybe I was going through a little game shock from playing four to going on to this one. Maybe
1: she says she likes the mother base section now.
0: (laughs) Oh, uh, it says maybe I was still cranky about the ending of Metal Gear Solid 4. Regardless, I've moved on in the beginning. I must have missed the recovery bit. So I wasn't taking guys back to the base until I got to the armored vehicle. It was by chance that I realized what was going on. I ran out of ammo, so I had to use my Trank gun to take out the driver. And then it automatically recovered him. That was an aha moment for me. And I haven't killed anyone since. Like Matt said in the episode last week, that was all the incentive I needed to not kill people. I'm not completely evil. I will definitely spare a life if there is a benefit for me. Just call me Jamie the Merciful. I'm a changed woman. (laughs) Remember how last week I said that Snake didn't have any friends, and so I didn't see much personality in him? Well, that's all out the window. Now he's got almost too many
1: friends.
0: (laughs) Although it seems Miller is pretty easy to persuade as long as any additional civilians brought to Mother Base are half-naked French chicks. I thought that was pretty funny. Also snake seems much better with people in this game in 3 he was so rigid and awkward but in this one he's flat out flirting with some girls eva would be jealous gameplay wise i actually like how episodic it is now before i thought it was a choppy before i thought it was choppy but now that i've gotten used to it i like that i can go clear a couple of areas then go back check on things and restock then I can send out more guys on missions. Lots of fun. The bosses aren't crazy hard, but hard enough that it's challenging. It is strange to not be playing some band of misfits, though. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is the first one you don't it, that doesn't have some crazy group of bosses that you have to work through. Pretty much same strategy for all of them. Worst mission so far was going to find that stupid bird and get the ID card. It reminded me of Metal Gear Solid 1 when you had to backtrack all the way to the beginning. Lastly, I am enjoying the humor in this game. Or, in this one. Uh, I've laughed out loud a few times. And at things intentionally fu- intentionally funny, not just Kojima-isms. The best was when I died and, the, and <laughs> Cecile said, No, Snake, wake up. Look, I will sing the Quetzal for you. Anyways, have fun having fun again. Yay, Jamie. Oh, nice. Well, thank you, Jamie. Uh I'm glad to see you've come around to uh both uh this game as well as your murderous rampage bloodlust. So you don't have to kill anybody anymore. Except for strange love. I have a feeling we're gonna have to put a bullet in her head. Yeah. Possibly (laughs) Cold Hotman. Or is it Hot Coldman? Hot Coldman. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that fucker. Jesus Christ. I can't figure this shit out. I don't know. Whatever. It's it's a Kojima game.
1: Yeah, that's not even something you can say. Oh, just wait. They'll they'll explain it or it'll make sense because it won't.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. This this man's name is, is Hot Cold Blood. So, I don't know. Maybe it's a code name. I'm sure it is.
1: Yeah, it must be. Uh,
0: but yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I do appreciate everybody listening. Uh, if you, uh, would like to send an email, and I highly encourage you to do so, uh, you can send me an email It's drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also follow us all on Twitter. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And uh, the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, I think that's about it. You can leave an iTunes review, but we haven't got one in a long time. Not too worried about it, to be honest with you. Uh, we have our loyal listener base, and I'm fine with that. And we're having a good time going through all the Metal Gears. I am—you can't meet a more hyped person right now for Metal Gear Solid V than me. I cannot wait. Agreed. I'm going to
1: figure out if I'm gonna take that Friday
0: off. I, I am planning on taking Tuesday and Wednesday off. Um, and if my GameStop is doing a midnight release, I'm going to go at midnight and pick it up. Damn. I don't do midnight releases, as I have said in recent years. Uh, the last one I did was Destiny, and I felt totally out of place. Because me and four other guys who looked like they were probably in their late 20s and 30s stood and talked to each other while there was a lot of annoying teenagers there. And we were just like, man, it's kind of late. Just want to get my game and go home.
1: Yeah, I actually had a decent amount of fun at my last one. It was uh Infamous, actually.
0: Infamous 1?
1: No, Infamous 2nd Son. 2nd Son, okay. And it was fun because, you know, I was on the north side of Chicago, and we walked to a bar from my apartment. And then the bar was just basically on the other side of the parking lot from GameStop. Hmm. So we we had a few drinks, 11.40 or so. We paid our tab, walked over across the parking lot, stood in line, happened to see a guy I knew in line, which was crazy. Uh, didn't even know he played video games, but I knew him from... Through other friends, so we talked a bit about PlayStation 4 because it was fairly young at the time. Uh, we both got it. We went back to the bar, had another beer, and then went home. And I didn't play it till the next day, but <laughs> the whole night ended up a lot more fun than I thought.
0: Oh, there you go. Uh, Destiny was fine. I mean, the the guys that I did stand around and talk to, you know, we were just... Uh, teenagers really get on my nerves now. Especially the ones that were there. Holy shit! They just kept screaming and yelling and shit like that, and I was just like, "Jesus Christ!" They they just wouldn't shut up, and they're just running around back and forth. And I was like, "I don't have the energy for this shit." Um, but the guys that I did talk to were cool, and um, I did actually go home and play a little bit of Destiny. Had to, I, I played Let's Patch Destiny first. And 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 then I played Destiny. I know a lot of people had issues with Destiny uh the day it launched because the servers and stuff like that were getting overloaded. But I actually got in, and was able to play about two three hours. I think oh, nice. I, I played for yeah. I got home because I live real close to my GameStop. I got home probably about twelve fifteen, and I went to bed probably about two thirty. So I got a good probably two hours into it.
1: Oh, nice.
0: I was fine with that. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I get a jump on people. Yeah, you know, I'm now level four, and you're you're still level one. But yeah, Destiny is. I'm done with Destiny.
1: Yeah,
0: mm. uh, I uh, I know everybody's like, oh, they they're making gigantic changes. You know, they're changing the leveling system completely. And uh, this new expansion coming out is going to add a ton of stuff. And I'm like, eh, I'm done. I put. What was it? Two hundred and two hundred and eighty hours. That's crazy. Into Destiny. Um and I'm, I'm gonna bow out for now. It's like I it's like I said when they release Destiny two, I'll probably be there day one. But I'm kinda done with the expansions. Not I'm not saying Destiny's a bad game. I fucking loved it. But there are way more games out there that I need to play. So... Which, you know... And I I mentioned on the M4G podcast uh, this week, uh, and I'll mention it here, because we were talking about games that are coming out this fall that we're kind of excited for. And I told him, I said, you know what's crazy is that the game that I'm most excited to play this fall, that... Um, that nobody's really talking about right now is a game that's already out, and that's The Witcher 3. <laughs> I can't wait to sit down and actually get into that game. Yeah. But not until I beat Witcher 2. Yep. Which we will be doing after Halloween. So the plan is, as of right now, we're going to finish up Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker next week, a week After. Uh, I guess we can do ground zeros, just kind of like a small one-off thing, and then um,
1: it's a week that, gap
0: that, that's two-week two week break. That's a it'll be a I guess a two-week break. I mean, if you want to, we could probably sit down and do a a, a intermission or something like that. Um, but probably I, I I'll be in contact with you and Ken. But more than likely, I'm going to finish the Phantom Pain probably in a week. Um, so whatever you guys are ready, we'll record. So if it's a week after the game comes out, we can record. If it's two weeks, we can record then. But when September 1st hits, when I'm home, I'm going to be playing Metal Gear Solid Five, Without a doubt. You know, I'm taking two days off for this game. I don't take days off. But I will for Metal Gear. Especially the final game. By Hideo, by Hideo Kojima, which means the final game for me. So, and then we finally find out what's really going on. I'm starting to believe that Kojima really did leave the company. I know I was going into crazy tangents and and conspiracy theories and stuff about how this is all a ruse. But after this week, you know, it came out Konami is like a horrible fucking place to work. I have a feeling he did leave. (laughs) So, which is kind of sad. But exciting at the same time, because I guarantee you the day Metal Gear Solid Five releases... Hideo Kojima will be on Twitter saying, guess what I'm doing next fuckers. And he'll, 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 he'll tease something. I just got bought by Activision or EA or Capcom. Somebody's going to pick him up. Yeah. I guarantee it. But anyway, let's get out of here. Uh, That's, that's it for us. Um, Kind of a short episode, but that's okay. We're going to make up for it for the next episode.
1: exactly what I was going to say.
0: Yeah. Um, But like I said, I appreciate everybody listening. I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, And uh, we will be back next week to finish off uh, this this heck of a game. Hopefully we'll figure out what's going on with Strange Love and Hot Cold Man and Peace Walker itself. I'm sure there will be some twists somewhere, hopefully. Um, which I should mention this is this is where I stopped playing originally um, on the PSP so everything from now on is completely new I don't know what's going to happen but yep we're done uh, until next week I'm Drew and I'm Matt and we're out of here have a great week and we will be back next week to finish off Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker
1: You... <laughs>